Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Elvis Ondieki. I'm the host for the day. We are having this conversation on the day that is marked worldwide as the World Television Day. Uh, the United Nations set aside this day, 21st of November, every year to be World Television Day, starting from 1996. And to cite the UN website, this was done in recognition of the increasing impact television has on the process of decision making. Television was thus acknowledged as a major tool in informing, channeling and affecting public opinion. Its impact and presence and its influence on world politics could not be denied. Uh, so it means that the world has a day to just think, talk about TV. Whereas this is happening, there are a couple of people, Kenyans and the world over, who can own a TV, but they have opted not to. Uh, go to their homes, everything is there except uh, the ubiquitous TV screen. Uh, most of us design our sitting rooms according to where the TV lies. So today we have two guests who say they have never seen a reason to own a TV. So we'll start by introductions, uh, then we move from here. Welcome. My name is Gloria Monti. I am an entertainment journalist. I'm also a writer. I write with Bikozulu and a couple of other places as well. And on the side, I teach Mandarin to children. Oh, Mandarin. Yes. Interesting. I would love to know a thing or two about Mandarin. Next. Hi, uh, my name is Kate Owino. I am a virtual assistant um, specializing in transcription and field research. And there's another person who believes TV should be a basic need. Please tell us your name. Hello, my name is Sylvia Muya. Um, I am a lifestyle journalist and writer, firm believer of TV. <laughs> okay, uh, that's good to hear that there's a firm believer of TV. So let's start with you, Gloria. Take a typical scenario. 2022, the general election, tension is rising all over the country. Everyone is glued to their TV screen to see what happens next. For a person who doesn't own a TV, it can be quite like you're in the dark. That's just one moment. Have you had moments where the rest of the country is abreast with things you are not aware of because of your decision not to own a TV? Well, not particularly mm -hmm. uh, because... Um, News is not particularly just from TV that you can consume, whether intentionally or not, whether you look for it or not. But sometimes things like, uh, give an example of, of elections, it's something that could crop up, including on WhatsApp. So it's not particularly something that you have to consume at as it as it happens. Although, of course, it does make sense. And I mean, the excitement of of of, of seeing it or experiencing as it happens. However, just to answer your questions, are the alternatives to TVs um, that, I mean, if if you are going for news in this case that you can access, that doesn't have to be through TV. Yeah. Um, the other question before we go to the next guest, um, did, you, did you grow up with a screen in your house, in your homestead? Interestingly, yes. And I have to say that where I grew up, I grew up in some sort of a rural setting. And my father was actually the first one to own TV in the area. Mm. I do remember that I was in a, in a boarding school that was just next to my home. My parents were teachers in the same school. 
And the school needed, at some point, they introduced an entertainment sort of thing. The whole area had, the school didn't even own a TV yet. So my father had to do it, you know, like every Saturday, my father was the one who'd carry his TV to the school and you'd watch our TV from like the school. So I grew up with a lot of TV from like very early from, we had Philips, the black and white when it just, you know, and then we moved to the, 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 you know, the colored one and eventually the great wall and that sort of thing. There was a, a whole graduation that I, I experienced even as a kid. So yes, I did grow up with the TV. So um, might we say you had enough? You just listened to it. <laughs> what did too much of that? I don't know. I guess my decision to to not own TVs, perhaps I had enough, but I don't know. You, I don't think you ever have enough mm. these sort of things. But I I got to a point, and I have to to be honest because I sort of consumed, if I if I would call it consuming, but I sort of had you know like access to TV until I was like maybe twenty four. You know, um, and so when I, I moved out of my parents' place to live alone, that's exactly what, and that's the point I decided no, because it was just for me, it's a lot of some sort of distractions. There's a lot of it. There's just always a lot of emotions on TV that's going on that, you know, um, is a bit too much for me. So I made the conscious decision, I think, after about 24, getting to 25. Um, but yes, I did, I did grow up a lot with TV when I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to our other guest, Kate. Uh, did you have a TV in your homestead growing up? And where did you part ways? Where did you say, I don't need this box anymore? We did. We actually had two. At some point, even three. So TV was a mainstay in the house. It, I can call it like my third parent. So um, at what point did I part ways with the TV? Just like Gloria around the time I moved out of my parents' house. And the initial decision to not own a TV was a matter of priority. You know, when you're moving out, you're trying to now live on your own. You've got all these expenses. Um, so it moved further down the priority list. As the years went by, it became something that, well, I don't need it because I have the internet. So I have my laptop and I have my phone. So if it's information I need, I will get it from there. So I don't necessarily need a tv for that but there's four more fear of missing out don't you live with that that something might happen the whole world knows that you're in the dark that's what the internet is for powerful uh let's hear from sylvia uh you've had uh, the two ladies argue uh, or share their stories what might you want to say at this stage about this um i understand uh, both um, sides because also I, I when I moved out like thinking about buying a TV was really a task <clears throat> I had to save up like for a really long time I had to save up for like years until I got a TV but for me um, even if I did grow up with a TV a TV was a very big comfort for me for me I would like to go home and watch my favorite movies and like to do it on a screen because um I'm a really big movie fan and I would really enjoy like going to the cinema, but sometimes I can't afford to always go to the cinema. So I'd be those people who would walk into a supermarket and see the biggest Samsung screen and be like, oh, they brought another new type. There's one that curves. There's one that does this. Or maybe I would even want to get to a point where I can own a home like theater, my own theater where I can have a projector. And that's like, that's how serious I take my screen time. So when it even comes to news, I also consume news in the same way. The, uh, through my phone so i don't have like a dish or or go tv in my house the tv is solely just for movies or music 
So for me, it's a very big comfort. Thank you, Sylvia. So recently on Twitter, one of the most influential Kenyans did uh, post this question of who else doesn't do TV lately. And there were a couple of comments. Mm, I sampled a few. Uh, some of those were, someone said, I'm on a low information diet. Another one said, I really stopped a long time ago. Those things are toxic and draining. I keep wondering if one media station chooses to focus on the so many positive things that happen around, what would happen? Another one said, I stopped way back. That's something I learned from the late Charles Njonjo. So as you can see, there are varied views as to why uh, people don't watch TV. And another gentleman I interviewed recently is a book writer. He said this, my mantra is that TV is addictive and it should come with a warning like cigarettes. And the warning should be, quote, consume this thing in moderation. It will waste your time. Let's uh, start from there, Gloria. Mm -hmm. From those uh, reactions uh, I've read to you, do you identify with any? Any of those observations? Yeah, I would say that I'm possibly part of those who also do think that TV is a bit overwhelming. But there's often always uh, just a lot of things going on, a lot of things going on. However, I would be a little um, not honest when I say that that can also happen somewhere else, like on, on phone or in like generally on the internet, that can also happen. Um, and so I would also say that part of, you know, why other than just being that it's overwhelming, uh, I'll have to say that I also do think that, you know, addiction is quite a thing that already um, for the longest time I struggled with, not particularly phone addiction, because that make it, makes it sound like a crisis, but, you know, like always just wanting to check a phone for nothing, WhatsApp, Twitter and that sort of thing. And so it's some sort of, you know, like an extension of, oh, I'm, I'm trying to limit my screen time. And so that sort of also trickles down just from the TV to the sort of the phones and everything else. So, so yeah, so addiction is also a thing, but I also want to say that distraction as a writer for me also, that often um, I'm, I'm, a I'm, I'm a distracted reader as well, that often I find myself that, uh, any small thing and I will put my book down and, you know, but I'm also the sort of person who reads and, and, and poses in the middle of things and starts to imagine things. So if there was a TV in my house, you know what would happen that every time I pose, I'd probably turn to TV and that sort of thing. So it's a conscious decision in the way that uh, I'm trying to, you know, pump up my, my, my reading, but also as a writer that I need to be reading much more. And I feel like TV and any other screen thing in general has to be sort of limited um, in my space. Okay, thank you. Kit, uh, what's your reaction to uh, these observations by various people? I would agree in terms of um, it being a distraction. And when it comes to wanting to focus on stuff, you know, the idea of a big screen there is a distraction for me personally, at least I so. And... Um, there's also the aspect of adulting is a beast in and of itself. You've got things you need to do and sitting in front of a TV and watching whatever it is you want to watch is a bit of a derailer. So that is what in part for me informed, you know, the decision to not have that TV because it's a temptation to, yeah, derail yourself from 
when the world becomes too hard to handle or the rigors of adulting become too challenging. So yeah, from a point of it being um, a form of you know distraction and derailing from focus, I resonate with that. Okay, Sylvia, what are your thoughts on this? I, I totally disagree. I feel like we give too much power to these machines, and yet we the we are the ones who buy them, and we're the ones who are in control of them. So if we say that they take up our time or they take up a portion of our mind, it means that we have zero control over what we do with our time. So we have phones, we have iPads, we have laptops, we have we have all kinds of screens. TV is not the only screen that we have anymore. Like our your phone can be a TV, your laptop can be a TV, your iPad can be a TV. So if you don't learn how to take care of your time and say I'm not I'm having no screen time or like you have um reading time as she said you have reading time and you make sure that you stick to those times tv can just also be helpful like we can't throw away everything else that tv is tv has taught us tv has educated us it has entertained us like we can't throw away everything that it has also done for us and um i'm just imagining like in the future they're going to get bigger. I don't know. They're going to probably be transparent. I don't know. It's We can't wait to see what happens in the future. But I, for one, would think if I have a kid, I have children or I have other people, I won't have the luxury of saying I don't want a TV, probably because the rest of the family would like TV. So I'll have to figure out a way to make sure that TV doesn't take up all of my time. And yeah, it could also be a fun activity for the family. If you guys have movie nights, if you guys, um, I like actually even listening to music from my TV while I'm reading. So I usually learn how to coexist with my machines and not having them take over my life. Thank you, Sylvia. As an interlude, let me read uh, something from the UN website. It says, World Television Day is not so much a celebration of the tool, but rather the philosophy which it represents. Television represents a symbol for communication and globalization in the contemporary world. Uh, Kate, as Gloria said, she's into writing. And when I was looking for people to interview for this podcast, it struck me that most of the people who detest or at, at least who keep off TV are the creatives, the people who write, who treasure their books. Um, would you agree with me that there are some people who value their literature so much that they can't allow a screen to be the one bringing them stories? Yes. Um, there are people who even are purists in that they want physical books. You know, now that we have um, e-books, you've got your uh, books on Kindle and all that. They do not want to read anything via a screen. They want to go old school, like paper and hardbound or softcover books. So yeah, I'm in agreement with that. Okay, now this is a question to you, uh, my guests. Do you think costs in us is an issue uh, since we moved to the set-top boxes, the subscription and all? You see, TV in the past was you buy a gadget, fix an aerial, then you have your TV, you watch the channels and all. But nowadays you have to buy a gadget, buy the device. There's a set-top box to be bought. Uh, in most cases, of course, some have been built ones. Uh, then more, more often than not, you'll be required to subscribe so that you watch the most top-notch content uh, in the market. Do you think cost is an hindrance to you in one way or another, Gloria? No, no. Uh, I mean, 
Um, I don't own a TV, not because I cannot afford it. Although if I bought one, I'd I'd stay. Yeah, I would not eat lunch that day. However, that's not the, <laughs> you know, that's not why I don't own a TV. I actually own a TV. I don't. I actually do not own a TV as an intentional decision. Like I said, I am sort of avoiding a bit of distraction, and uh, a lot of other things. Trying to focus on writing and what. But if I were to to decide to buy a TV, I would actually buy a TV today. Yeah. That's powerful. I get, let's hear from you. Um, personally, uh, cost is not an issue. It was initially, like I mentioned earlier, um, like when I was now on the path to independence from the parents. But now it's, again, back to it being a priority. It's it's not. Yeah, it's... If if I could... Yes, I can buy a TV even now, if I if I wanted, it's also a matter of what do I hope to derive out of it. Maybe, maybe the closest thing would be to have a bigger screen beyond my laptop. That's it. Um, but otherwise, I'm content with what I my current setup with what I have right now. So cost probably is not much of an issue, but it's uh, what I would look for with a bigger screen. That that would probably be the only thing that would tempt me to buy a TV, but. I'm content with what I have now. Okay, Sylvia, you are in the fourth estate. This is a criticism my the guy I interviewed. It's called uh, Magotsi said. I also realized TV is negative news. Not a lot of positive things happen. So I honestly don't care that a politician said what, or George Bush did what, or the Americans are doing this, or the Russians have invaded Ukraine. Under my state is news that is worth knowing will reach me somehow. So I deliberately chose not to invest in a TV. As someone in the fourth estate, how would you respond to this? I I, I would, as, as a media person, I don't understand truly, because also I come from that perspective. I also don't consume that much news because of what people say or people um, feel like it makes them feel, because there's a lot of negativity right now. If you look at the news right now, there's floods, there's war, there's it's just gloomy and already outside it's raining so I, I think i'd rather put on a bob marley song and just enjoy my day you know so um but i i also detest the fact that people think that tv is associated with news so it's like when you switch on a tv it's immediately news that you're switching on no it's not it could be a documentary on planet earth it could be um a tv show we don't always have news 24 7 unless you're watching cnn or bbc where news is from morning to morning but still, if you um, switch on NTV, you'll find maybe right now we're having a session on something different. So, sure, news is a bit, <laughs> it's a bit painful to watch these days. But let's not put TV in the same category with it. Because also, we still have our phones, we still have Twitter, we still have TikTok. As he said, it will still find you. And the funny thing is the negative news will still find you. Even if you hid under a rock today, the Ukraine crisis will find you. Every... Gaza, everything will find you. It's not possible for you to hide that far, whether you have a TV or not, unless you truly say, I'm not going to have any screens at all, completely just going back into the stone age and you'll be getting your letters through post and your emails will be sent through post. So I I, I think there's also um, a personal responsibility on how you ingest information. So that's up to a person. So you can't blame the devices you also have a responsibility to yourself to take care of what you consume. 
Okay, uh, we are heading to the end of this. So, ladies, you can respond to that claim of TV and being the harbinger of negative news and negativity and all. What would you say about that? Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with Sylvia on this one, that uh, TV is not particularly just news. Again, there's a lot of other things. And just like she mentioned, yes, um, news will always find you. Just to go back to your very first question, like you, you'll never feel left out at any one point because somehow, somehow, whatever is happening, wherever in the world, you'll always find you. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there's negativity there uh, on TV, but it's not exclusive to TV alone uh, in that sense. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, you can find negativity anywhere else, I think, in any of other platforms as well. Kate, what would you, what what are your comments on this critique about TV being all about sadness, gloom, and doom? Um, having personally experienced that and felt the need to switch off from everything, um, I can resonate with that to a certain extent. I'd like to back up what uh, Sylvia mentioned, that the TV is not just about news, because that has been the idea that has been prevailing, Yeah, that it's not only for news. And from personal experience, I know that my most enjoyable moments in my childhood with watching TV was not just news, it was with entertainment from movies to TV shows and especially cartoons. I would gladly watch cartoons now. Um, so, well, yeah, um, like you said, negativity will find you. It doesn't necessarily have to come through the TV. Yeah. So if you're using it as an evasion tactic, which for the record, in my case, I'm not, um, it, it will not work because now not only the TV can bring this information, but also through your phones and through social media. And even if it's not being in the online space, even offline, the news will still come to you. So, yeah. Thank you. So now we are into our final remarks. Can I say the moral of the story is if you are the first to buy TV in your village, your kid will grow up getting <laughs> TV. <laughs> uh, because I'm raising kids, uh, should I... Are there things I should be careful about, not to overexpose or something? I would not particularly give you parenting advice. However, I will say this, that I have always been very comfortable in my house until my niece visited me. She's still around about like two, three days ago. And the first thing she walked in and said, ah, can you own a TV? You know, and you suddenly feel naked, you know, like you're not, you know. So, so I will not give you, you know, advice in that sense. However, I do, I would say though, that without being pretentious, that kids would need some source of entertainment. I haven't had enough of every morning I wake up, my niece is, I'm so bored, I'm so bored. So, so I mean, unless you want to hear that for the rest of your life. But what I could say is that um, you could regulate it for them at the time, but you can also give alternatives. So that, you know, as they grow up, they, somebody also just doesn't, you know, think there's only just TV alone uh, to get whatever, you know, source of entertainment or, or news or whatever. Thank you. I say this from the position of I can watch TV 24 hours, news, uh, crime documentaries, nature documentaries. I think I know a lot of things from TV. I'm a TV guy. I'm forever TV guy. Get uh, in conclusion, what might you say about kids and TVs. TV is a tool. 
you know it's about how you use it you know it's not a matter of and i think sylvia alluded to that like not letting the machines dictate you you're the one who's operating them you know from switching on the machine to switching it off you have full control over it so you can dictate how you use it as a tool of information of different kinds you can use it however you choose sylvia you can close this chapter for us uh I'm happy to have had this conversation with you ladies on this occasion of the World uh, TV Day. I think we have shared a thing or two that will enlighten our listeners on this conversation. Sylvia, you have the honor of wrapping it up for us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us, um, Elvis. Um, I think I have two major takeaways. And one is, I think we're also dealing with trauma of our parents when our parents always said, they're walking and they're saying, what is that you're watching? Can you turn to news, news every single time? You're just like, oh my gosh, everything has to be news. So most of us, I think we knew that the TV was meant for news and nothing else. So um, maybe we need to heal from that first before we actually figure out how to use our devices. Then there's also the aspect of raising children, which I think is very important. I think for us, we have regulated ourselves quite well. We can live without it in some way. But the kids of this day, since they were small, I think for one way for them to be able to understand how the world works, or for even, I've watched many children being tamed with a phone. They're like, yeah, watch this, Paw Patrol, Coco Melon. They're always, they're screen babies. They're called iPad babies. And I feel like I've felt that in also some adults. I'll say it personally, I can't eat food without watching something. So I have to go and make my food and then come and then I pick my movie. And I pay, when I press play, now I can start eating. <laughs> so yes, I feel like they do, regardless of me being a fan of TV, I do think they do have an impact on how we do things and how we spend our time. And especially for kids these days, I think it will do them better when they have more tangible skills. I mean, play with the sand, play chamama chababa, eat the sand, go outside. Don't always be in the house just watching TV or playing Xbox and... Yeah, I think it's even important for you to pick up a book or even sit in silence sometimes. The TV will always be there unless KPLC decides to cut the power. But other than that, TV is good. TV can be bad. It's all up to how you use it. Thank you. So that has been our podcast with me, Elvis, the host, uh, Gloria, Kate, and Sylvia. Thank you. <laughs>